the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could always talk about. If you have any questions, you can drop me an email. Sometimes it takes me a week to get back to them. Sometimes it takes me a month, sometimes even longer. Um, I do the best I can if that makes any sense. Um, Don't be shy. I think that's one of the most important issues that I could throw out at you is at some point in time, you have to really know your content. And if you don't, you get into a lot of trouble on Wall Street. Are you a trader or are you not? I don't think there's any shame in saying I don't day trade. I don't watch sports so I can be a better investor, so I could study more and more. I don't watch TV so I can study and be a better and better investor. That's my goal is not to mess you guys up. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, Try to get good at this stuff. And again, try to know your limitations. I think that's kind of a big thing. Look at your paycheck from time to time. Another odd concept out there, right? See how much of my money is going to taxes. See how much money you're taking home. Uh, just get to know the stuff as soon as you can. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, there was a person that I met a few years ago in business. I've, I've met some really interesting people. Um, this person, her whole business model was dedicated to stopping the uncontrollable, crazy cost tied towards marriage. And that was her whole shtick. So she wrote books on it, and that really didn't give her a living. She had a website on it, and it really didn't create enough of a career. But was she onto something? Absolutely, in my opinion. Uh, we started working on a, a co-book together. It didn't work. It was just a, it had a kind of like bad juju. But we worked on it like getting hitched versus getting fleeced. Falling in love fiscally. Now, most people fall in love physically. She's so beautiful. He's so good looking. He's so handsome. Right? But if you could fall in love fiscally with someone, it may be a better match. Are you a saver or spender? That's a big question. Again, I know a CFP in this industry who he's married poorly twice because he didn't know he fell in love physically. And that wears off. And then you still have to have a relationship. You got to relate in a relationship, right? You have to have the same ideas, the same concepts. I like having this conversation based on my parents. My dad was the earner. And he gave my mom a budget, which is insulting because she was a housewife. 
So she had X amount of dollars to spend on her six children. And whatever X it was, it wasn't enough. So it really, I'm not saying if you're from like an upper class family, don't marry someone from a lower class family, but just know you're going to have different opinions. So it's important to think about this before you tie the knot because it's expensive to untie the knot. Um, I think it would be great if you can talk intelligently with your spouse about money before you're a spouse. Some advice, don't do it while you're drinking. Some advice, be very, very patient. Another hint, consider throwing your parents under the bus and my dad, he'd go out and spend a lot of money on credit cards and made my mom really mad. So you're not saying to your spouse, you spend too much money on credit cards. I'm going to die. Like, it's too dramatic if you make it about you. So make it about somebody else. Uh, dating costs can run really, really high. A lot of people think when you get married, those costs go away. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. That $10,000 trip up on a helicopter so you can ski down a mountain together in a wedding dress and a, a tuxedo, that could say, well, we got married and we got hitched, but we're not saving money under one roof yet, are we? Try to figure out lifestyles. I don't like jewelry because jewelry to me is a, a scam. I know you're saying, jewelry's a scam? How dare you? I, I just, I feel like there hasn't been a diamond ring that I've ever seen that I go, oh my gosh, you're the luckiest person on the planet for wearing that. I'd rather feed a, a, a village in Africa for like five years versus buying someone a $25,000, $30,000 ring. And again, fit it to you. The, the guy who makes $25,000 a year and he goes out and buys like a diamond chip, that's still a lot of money, Tom. I'm not a big fan of diamonds. I'm a big fan of diamond knockoffs. Cubic zirconium is awesome. She'll never know the difference. I mean, I didn't say that, did I? Oh, I said it. Oh, I'm not telling you to lie to your spouse, but I'm saying no one can tell the difference between cubic zirconium and like you can't. So why throw down that kind of money for a rock? Um, try to figure out sexy dates. This is a whole segment on love, right? Try to figure out sexy, cheap dates. You don't have to spend a lot of money. And if that's where you are, shame on you. I had a college girlfriend that, um, she was an artist and she could draw really well. So whenever it snowed in, in Virginia, like it, it would snow 18 inches and everything would get shut down. So we'd get like couple bottles of wine, some food, some sketch pads, and we draw each other all weekend long. Very sexy, very cheap. Um, just throw that out there. Try to figure out something that you could do. Like I just saw a couple 10 minutes ago walking down the street, uh, holding hands, walking their dog. That's awesome. Break the mold if you can. Uh, you don't need a Vera Wang dress. You don't. You don't need a caterer who has pretty average Swedish meatballs that you're like, oh, this is... I've never met a caterer, and this is going to insult a lot of people. I've never met a caterer that was worth money. I've never eaten catered food that I go, man, I wish I didn't have that, or I, I had that. Like, I never need to go to a fancy restaurant again. Don't spend yourself into the poorhouse. 
you could break some of these traditions. There's something called the glory of eloping. I know that's uh, the whole elope word sounds like antelope, so we kind of avoid it in our life because we never really want to go face to face with an antelope. But uh, you don't have to get married in a big white dress in a big church. You can get married holding hands by Lake Tahoe at a public park. When I got when I got married, uh, I didn't want a fancy photographer. Sorry, I wanted a college student who wants to become a fancy photographer, who is willing to work for way below scale to get something on their resume. You can think outside the box, and how do you do that? You call the college and say, "Do you have a photography class?" And sure enough, most colleges do. And sure enough, most professors are more than happy to introduce you to a couple students who would love the work. So I don't know. I think one of the most important things in a relationship is to look at each other's financials before you get in love. You got to fall fiscally in love first. You got to know about their credit reports. Their chapter seven, chapter eleven. I think a criminal record check is is smart. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible. I think in this day and age, a sexual disease check is smart. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. I love people. <laughs> the funny things people do drive me just, it's, it's hilarious. You know how Tesla came out with a big cyber truck? If you don't know about Tesla Cybertruck, you should go look at Tesla Cybertruck. People have started making replicas of it and driving around town with like cardboard boxes on their car. I find that cute. Sorry, I digress. Let's get back to content, shall we? Top mistakes people make, especially young couples. You tend to get a lot of the mistakes out of your way, but wouldn't it be nice if you kind of heard someone tell you it so you cut yourself before you wreck yourself? First and foremost, cash does not come from ATM machines. It comes from your account. Uh, I'm not a big ATM machine guy, out of network especially. Uh, I'm not a big cash guy, but uh, paying 3 or $4 to get your own money is ridiculous. I know you're saying, aren't you worth millions of dollars? I am, and it still bothers me to pay 3 or $4 to get my own money. Live within your means. Um, I certainly could live a much more extravagant lifestyle. I've got a friend who's a financial planner who lives a much more extravagant lifestyle. And I'll have more than he does in the the final 40 years of my life. Final 40. That sounds like my podcast name. Uh, Failure to set goals. I think that's a huge mistake people make. How about not saving enough for your retirement years? You remember Reagan, Ronald Reagan, president of the United States, governor of California, the guy who was in a TV show with a monkey back when TV shows were cute with talking horses. For the record, that talking horse show, oh, Mr. Ed, if I had a horse that could talk, I'm certainly, certainly not going to get him caught up in hijinks. I'm going to make money off that guy. Not ride him around. But see, Reagan lived till 93 of which 33 years after his retirement. We thought he was old man Reagan when he was president of the United States. Now it's like 
Trump 70, Biden 70, Warren 70, like everyone's 70, like 70 is the new 60, I guess. The last 10 years of Reagan's life was spent pretty much on seclusion because he was, you know, breaking down. He was getting demented. He was getting, uh, he couldn't, you know, remember things. He, he said crazy stuff. So we hit him. It's not fun being old, huh? Do you know what 10 years of having a facility, of having a nursing facility take care of you costs? Easily a million dollars. So, and the worse your health, the more it's going to cost. Big mistake people make is not having any concept of budget. I do. I'll, I'll even tell you a funny story about it is on a mistake that I made at one point in time, I, I was saving just ridiculous amount of money in my 401k 20 years ago. And then we changed payroll companies and I, it didn't automatically register that I had to continue to sock away, you know, thousand dollars paycheck. So I forgot about it and I started living on that money and I got used to it. So going back to, you know, saving hurt. Cash reserves are cool. Cash reserves are awesome. Cash reserves don't take you to Mexico, and cash reserves don't take uh, put a, uh, a new TV in your living room. Having an emergency fund should be somewhere between one to two to six months of pay. And it should really be there for emergencies if you lose your job. Um, when you don't have it, you tend to make bad mistakes. Great example of this is my brother Michael. Bit of a weirdo. Um, he used to not walk on sidewalks when it rained because he didn't want to step on worms. And I'm like, you're stepping on grass. I'm pretty sure there's worms in the grass. Didn't care. Didn't want to step on the worms on the sidewalk. He had a thing, right? He was... Anyway, in the 1990s, a little bit older than me, his job out of college was uh, a scientist. He worked for the Center for uh, Disease Control, the CDC, right? out of Atlanta, and uh, he made good money, and he saved it in a 401k. And then there was the 90s real estate crisis where the stock market kind of got caught up in that, and everything started correcting, and he didn't have an emergency fund, so he, he went into his 401k. He'll work to the day he dies. He never got back in. He never got back in because he took it out, got penalized on it. He thought the system sucked. He hated it. He was bitter. He never got back in because he didn't have cash reserves. Cash money, cold cash money. Update your will and update your financial paperwork. Come on, people. I was married for under a year, and I put her on all my financial paperwork. Could you imagine getting married a second time, settling down, having kids, living the life, enjoying things, setting yourself up for retirement, and then you die and your money goes to your first wife because it's on the paperwork? True story. I know a certified financial planner named Jody. She, uh, mid-30s, but in her 20s, her boyfriend put her on a life insurance policy. They break up. They go their own ways. She settles down with a new man. He settles down with a new woman. Drinks himself into a frenzy one night, blows his head off. The life insurance goes to his wife and kids. Nope. Ex-girlfriend. I don't think he wanted it that way. And I was like, Jody, did you give the money back? And she goes, nope. 
nope. Not talking about it. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Ooh. Um, everyone knows that I make a, a joke about magazines that I read and about, you know, educating yourself. I jokingly refer to my favorite magazine is called Jugs Magazine because I like studying 16th century pottery. Dun dun dun. But also, I like the Wall Street Journal. I like the New York Times. Um, I find financial things to read that are on the light side and not necessarily hardcore research. Because um, I always want to push my education. Um, my eyesight is for the long term. I don't have any short-term focus. I can only see far away. So I'm not worried at what happens with this presidency. I'm not worried about what happens with this economy. I'm worried about the finish line, about getting there over time. I'm not worried about drama in the Middle East, drama in the, with Russia. You can find me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Can you do me a favor and help yourself get to retirement so I can finally quit? Get organized. That's how you start. Bills, deal, important, keep, toss, shred. That's my filing system. For taxes, I have a shoebox. I wear unusually large shoes, size 14. You know what they say about big feet. I can't fit on steps and it stinks. I know you're saying you can't fit on steps. My foot overhangs a step every time I step on it. I always think I'm going to die. But get a binder. Start saving some of this or do it digitally if you want. I don't care. Just have a good system. You should have your birth certificate, your social security card somewhere. Intelligible. Fireproof safe is a good start. Sources of income, financial assets, liabilities, insurance policies, wills, trusts, legal documents, all things you, you got to figure out, do I save or do I throw? I, I'm pretty clean at this point in time about the way I, I save things. I used to have like 15 years of taxes thinking, oh, I may want to go back and show my kids one day how little money I used to make. Or I, I had some sort of romantic odd reason for keeping them. So that's out there. Focus on performance, not on safety. That super important, valuable lesson is something you can't really miss. You've heard me talk about how I, I spoke to millennials. Visa had me talk to millennials, Generation Xers, and baby boomers. Three different groups, three different times. It was a long day. And the millennials wanted cash in their 401k, and it makes no sense. You have nothing but time on your side. So don't look too safely, but don't look too crazy. Stop picking stocks. Start collecting assets. I've got an asset called the S&P 500. I don't know how much of my net worth it is. I used to care a lot more about that. Like, let's get the proper percentages exactly right. And I'm probably not doing myself a favor by being that lax on it, but it it kicks off a dividend, and I buy more shares of it. I've got shares of Apple. It pays a teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny 1.1% dividend yield. I don't need that. So I just buy more shares of it. I'm 
My money is making little baby money. It's like a little baby coming out of the womb with a lot less mess. So collect assets, accumulate wealth. CFP Chad Burton manages wealth. I help you accumulate it. Start saving today if you can, because you'll start compounding that money in the future. So in theory, my S&P 500 fund should double every 7.2 years, right? That's So if it doubles, let's say I buy $10,000 at S&P 500. Keep in mind, this is an example only. And let's say it doubles, and I have 20000 of it now. And the following year, double uh, following ten years, it doubles again. So now I have forty thousand. My ten thousand became twenty. The twenty became forty. So I got thirty thousand dollars for basically spending a little time with that asset. It doesn't always work like that, but you get the idea. I used to have notes, and this is really it shows how old I am. I used to have notes called Generation Xer Investment Advice. Now you have to have Millennial Investment Advice. For the Generation Xer, it was avoid pressures to buy, stereos, trips, expensive meals, and adult toys. Stereos doesn't feel like it fits the millennials, does it? It's more like iPhones, Bose speakers. But there was a time when you would go to like Circuit City, Fry's, or Best Buy and buy a big kick-butt stereo system that had cranking power and amps and the listen to that bass. This speaker's so big, you could be buried in it. Generation X for advice. Cut down on the stereos equipment, right? Weird. Times do change. Be frugal and have fun. Nothing wrong with that. Max out the 401k. Roll over the 401k into IRAs if you leave the company. No credit cards and tight budgets. Now, when I was a Generation X, I, didn't, I said no credit cards. What I should have said was no credit card debt. Pay your balances month to month and use those rewards. But rewards are kind of a newer thing. I do like credit cards as I've aged. Um, I get to see my budget. It does my budget for me almost. It categorizes it almost. I use one card for the rewards tied towards restaurants, tied towards flights, and tied towards hotels. And then I use another card for everything else. At times, I've been tempted. I, I got an Apple card for any time I buy anything on Apple with uh, like an Apple product. I get the better kickbacks with it. Not significantly large. And it's certainly encouraging me to buy more garbage I don't need. But it, it shows me my categories. My favorite movie of all time was Scrooge. Old Ebenezer. He had a business that he made people work almost nonstop at. And they did because they needed a job. He didn't give extra money to his employee who had a, a sickened child. Tiny Tim, he, could, he couldn't walk. He was on a crutch. I don't even know. What, what did he, he didn't have lupus. What did he have? What, did, what disease was that? I don't even know. I was too caught up in that stud of a man, Ebenezer. He didn't spend a lot of money. He lived in a teeny tiny little apartment. He didn't buy people Christmas gifts. He didn't give people time off at Christmas. Like, that was awesome. He never settled down. He never wanted to share his wealth with a wife. And then the movie got bad when a ghost from the Christmas past shows him that, you know, he should have gotten married to the love of his life. 
He he throws money out the window. Tiny Tim, go buy a turkey. Merry Christmas to all. Boo. Who throws money out of a window? That's not good investment advice. Funny. Listen to this old piece of advice. Let's see how it, it holds up. Three bullets for investing in your 20s and 30s. Focus on performance on safety. Stop picking stocks. Start collecting assets. Start saving and compounding day. Okay, let's go. Right, that's still pretty good. The math of your goal of a million dollars at age 65. If you start at age 20, you only need to save $190 a month. $190 a month. $190 a month. Ain't that much. If you wait till 25, you got to save $286 a month. If you wait till 30, it's $436. So from 20 to 30, it goes from essentially 200 to slightly over 400 per month. Do you see why I want you to start early? If you wait till 40, forget about it. You're saving $1,000 a month to get to become a millionaire. If you wait till 50, it's $2,900 versus starting at 20, 190. 2,900 versus 190. Man, I, I think the secret to youth, it hasn't been unlocked by a lot of people. You could become rich if you save. I'm rich. I'm rich. Compounding works miracles. But you should also know the finish line. You should have a goal that ends with your life being the fullest and happiest it could be. My goal... And I will know that I, I accomplished it. Is I want to live long enough to ha- to see two grandchildren, and have them pick a hand, and what, the first one gets like a ten dollar bill or a twenty dollar bill, and like wow, granddad's awesome. And the second one gets the same twenty dollar bill, a different one. I want that. That's gonna be my moment where I knew, I knew I had kids. My kids grew up. My kids had kids. They like me. Like it's all working. It was a life well spent. And I'm not doing a Hallmark movie about a dog right now. I'm talking about grandfather giving out ten dollar bills. You should try to figure out how to get what. What's your fullest idea? How can you support your children? Is that important to you? How can you keep your quality of life good as you age? Can you keep your home or do you have to downsize? How much is retirement going to cost? Are you going to go and see the world? I have no interest in seeing the Sphinx. To me, it looks like a desert. Oh, oh, oh! And I've seen the Sphinx in movies. <laughs> Probably shot at a better angle than I'm going to get on the ground as a tourist. So I have no interest. Sorry, Egypt. But I do have interest in seeing other places. I don't want to see the cliffs of dairy. I know more of what I don't want to do than what I do want to do. But you should know the finish line so that you're really, really comfortable that you had a full life. Mine is, again, being a grandfather and having the money in the hands. Um, Check your credit twice a year. At least once a year. Could you do it three times for me? I'll, I'll take one. So go to annualcreditreport.com and check your credit today. And if you're on a date tonight, it's the Christmas party. It's the, the holiday party. Or it could be your first date. I got on Bumble or I got on Tinder and I think this person's awesome. They look perfect in two dimensions. Uh, pull your credit reports that night. That'll be a good conversation starter. 
you said online that you were wealthy, and here it says you're bankrupt. <laughs> Winner. Um, your school debt, your college debt's never going to go away. Eh, maybe it will. It's a tough one to discharge. Any any government debt is a tough one to discharge. The IRS, they will come at you forever. Or pretty darn close. So know where you can get into trouble with debt. I knew someone who liked going bankrupt. She's like, woohoo, I'm going to go run up $90,000 in clothes and go bankrupt again as soon as I can. Ooh. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I've got a background as a writer. Way, 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 way background. I wanted to write the great American novel when I was a young boy. I did a lot of short stories, and and I did a couple novels. Um, I've been published before. One of the coolest moments of my life was going to Publishers Weekly and reading a review about my book. It was fascinating. I saved that more. I saved copies of the book, but I also saved that review. Publishers Weekly said, Mr. Black makes a brilliant debut. In the first half of his book, I did this book about angels' death and, like, kids back in the Dust Bowl would get, like, little, like, letters that had black spots on them and then they would be abducted or killed or something was happening. It was it a serial killer. We don't know. The mystery stops right there. And the second half of the book is about a journalist trying to figure out what happened. And Publishers Weekly is Rob Black's first half of the book is a fascinating look into the 1930s dust bowls of the United States and Kansas and poverty. It's intriguing. and It keeps you on edge. And the second half sucks. I was stoked. Like someone read my work. So have something that you can get excited about. I don't have to write a book anymore. I did it. I got that out of me. Um, and my college professor, one of the things that he said that was fascinating to me, uh, he loved my writing. And he was fascinating because he's African-American. He was an older man. And he was a, a good playwright. He said, why did you take playwriting? I said, and everyone everyone had answers. Well, I want to write the, the three plays about Ariel. I want to write. And like they all had these pretentious answers. And I said, I'm, I'm afraid of plays. And he thought that was the best thing. So I wrote a couple plays, and I had them produced. Um, I made some of my earlier money in writing. Uh, But for me to get published and have Publishers Weekly review it, that's all I wanted. I didn't know that, but it is. Have something that you you want to accomplish. I think that's just as important. Um, I think the three happiest moments in your life were probably the moment you're born, probably the moment you fall in love for the first time, and probably the moment you die. So, and in between is life. And it's, it's not a lot of fun for me. I don't want to go too far into that philosophical dive down deep. But uh, I worked in Cabrini Green. If you don't know what Cabrini Green was in the 90s, it was the toughest neighborhood in, on the planet. <laughs> it was tough. It was, it was I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to get letters of hate for people who lived in Cabrini Green. Now it's a bunch of nice condos. <laughs> Things change. Um, and I, I laugh at myself. I hope that you understand that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, what else do I have to hit? 
my producer just threw a, a thought at me that he didn't know what the word liquidity meant. And I was like, whoa, there, there's probably things that CFP Chad Burton takes for wild advantage that you know, I know. And sometimes you listen to him and you're like, I don't understand the thing he said, but it sounded good. I tried to talk in a little more human terms, but there's things that I say might intimidate you. But you should know what a prime rate is, an APR, a fixed rate, a variable rate, a teaser rate. You should know financial terms, and it's a shame that we don't. Um, I don't know. A lot of people look at credit cards as like free money. It's not. If you get qualified for a credit card, it means that you have a good salary and you could probably pay it back in theory, whether it be a Target card, a Visa card, or you get a Puppy Palace card. I don't know. I know you're saying, you shop at Puppy Palace? <laughs> no. Oh, my. Um, 800-516-1220 gets calls on the air. If you do ever get into credit card issues, debt or debt issues in particular, try to resolve it as soon as you can because it gets messy. Um, if you can go to a family member, that's great, and borrow the money. Um, I came out of college with a little bit too much credit card debt, and it 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 it, it, it lingered and it stank, and it, it it smelled worse as it aged. On average, we carry about ten credit cards per person. We have a balance of about nine thousand dollars. Twenty percent of all credit cards are maxed out right now. Average line of credits are around $4,000. If you go back in time to the late 90s, early 2000s, the average credit card line of credit was about $1,500. So we keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, affinity cards. Do you know an affinity card? I'm not talking liquidity. I'm talking affinity. I tend to hate affinity cards. Let me start with there. And I tend to look at people who have affinity cards and laugh at them. An affinity card could be like your college. It could say the San Jose Sharks. I like the San Jose Sharks, and I was there, and I had to go urinate. And while I was standing in line, there was a credit card person that said I could have a free T-shirt. So I did it. And suddenly you have a San Jose Sharks credit card, right? Those are typically the worst. I'm not saying anything negative about San Jose. I'm not saying anything like that. But they tend to have higher fees. But you get a cool card that has a shark on it. Try to stay away from those if you can. Um, how much balance should you have on your credit card? You should only, in theory, if you're good at it, you should pay off your balance every month. Don't carry debt, and you won't get charged ridiculous 14 15 20 25% fees on your APR. Uh, so you, one of the things where credit cards will get you in trouble is they have special rates, promotional rates, limited time rates. Uh, and then if you mess up anything with like a late payment, they, they they instantly take anything that they gave to you away, whether it be credit card points or uh, low rates or no interest. It, it's 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 hard. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. I always have seminars coming up as long as I'm still breathing. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Sign up for an event. Use the code RADIO25. Come on in for free. I'm Rob Black. 